0: I'm an artist, a creative, a musician, and a creator. But that isn't my day job. I work as a therapist, helping people to connect with their lives, to heal from trauma, and to experience life to the fullest. That work feels meaningful, purposeful, and fulfilling to me. But does that make me any less of an artist? Are my creative endeavors any less valid or valuable than someone who works full-time as an artist, a musician, a writer, etc.? For years, I thought that the answer to that question was yes, and that I was somehow failing as a musician and a composer by not making it my full-time job, hinging my livelihood and the ability to keep a roof over my head on my creative output. That thought process led to a lot of existential dread, a lot of sadness, and more than a bit of depression in me, but I've come to rethink that. I think that maybe we need to redefine what living a life of creativity means— It can mean working in your chosen creative field, earning your income from that, and that being your life's work, but I don't think that it has to mean that. Is the person who teaches kids during the week at an elementary school but paints on the weekend any less of an artist than the person who only paints full-time? Is the aspiring fiction writer who pays the bills by writing technical documents by day for a large corporation any less of an author than the person who toils away at their computer day in and day out while eating dentymore beef stew because that's all they can afford? I don't believe so, and if you do and you're allowing that to prevent you from expressing your creativity and feeling fulfilled in your life, I urge you to keep listening. Hi. Welcome to the Diary of an Anxious Therapist. I'm your host, Ben France. I'm a licensed professional counselor and life coach who struggled with anxiety for my whole life. I'm also a musician, a writer, and a lifetime learner who thoroughly enjoys sharing what I learn and what I'm passionate about. With this podcast, my hope is to provide some insight, some information, and maybe even some interventions related to anxiety, finding and expressing creativity, and finding purpose and meaning in your life. I'll be using my own life experiences, along with things that I've learned in nearly a decade of being a mental health professional, to bring you content that is helpful, meaningful, and hopefully a bit entertaining. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting platform, and if you really want to do me a favor, leave a review. Five stars are appreciated if you do feel so inclined. That being said, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode four of Diary of an Anxious Therapist. I'm your host, resident anxious therapist, and creative soul, Ben France. In this episode, we're going to explore creativity and my belief that we all have inborn creativity just waiting to be expressed and discovered. We'll talk about what creativity is, what it isn't hint, it's not just for the artists out there and how to foster more of it in your life to feel happier, more fulfilled, and more aligned with your true purpose even if you aren't in a place where you feel like you can leap into it being your full-time career, or even if you don't want to. So let's dive in. To start out, let's define our terms, shall we? Merriam-Webster defines creativity as, quote, the ability to create and, quote, the quality of being creative. Creative, according to that same source, means, quote, marked by the ability or power to create, given to creating, had the quality of something created or imaginative. Notice that nowhere in the definition does it say an artist, a painter, a writer, or a sculptor. It also does not reference vocation or earning a living from your creations. So, for the purpose of discussion today, let's agree that creativity just means having the ability to create or having and exercising your imagination. Now, creativity can be writing, painting, or composing, but it can be so much more than that. Problem-solving, innovating, and even expressing yourself can include creativity. If you run across a perceived barrier or a problem, you turn to your mind to envision solutions or ways around that barrier. Isn't that also, in effect, being creative? Heck yeah, it is. That's great, Ben, you say, but how can I live a creative life? How is that possible for me? I work in a manufacturing plant. I work as a barista, or I'm a customer service rep in a call center. How about that? How does creativity fit in there? Well, I'm glad that you asked. To me, living a creative life entails far more than just your profession. You can live a creative life even if your day job doesn't currently foster that. How many YouTubers do you think solely make YouTube videos and don't have any other jobs that help them pay the bills? Trust me, the number of those people is very few. I know this from research into that world and from experience of trying to do that myself in the past. Living a creative life means intentionally setting aside time for creative endeavors, Those things that fuel your soul, that make you happy, and that give you a feeling of more than just living out the day-to-day. Living a creative life means integrating creativity into your daily existence, and not just your artistic endeavors. It's all about cultivating a mindset that values innovation, imagination, and expression in all forms and all shapes. A creative life is also a very subjective and personal thing, and it can vary greatly depending on who we are, what our frame of reference is, what our background is, etc., For example, if you have an art background, living a creative life might mean painting, using your talents for design to decorate your home, etc. But if you have a culinary background, it could mean creating new, interesting meals with unusual ingredient combinations. Creativity can mean, but doesn't have to mean, creative arts. It can apply to problem solving, to business planning, to designing science experiments, lesson planning for educators, and even to organizing and decorating your home. To maybe help you reframe what living a creative life means, here are a few key points that I consider to be part of a creative life. Number one, curiosity. I define that as an incessant quest for new experiences and or knowledge, always looking for what's new and what's interesting. Number two, flexibility. The ability to adapt to and to be open to new ideas and new changes, whether that's in your personal life, whether that's in your creative endeavors, or whether that's in your job. Number three. Playfulness, incorporating a sense of play and experimentation into daily activities of your life. Number four, resilience, the ability to bounce back from perceived failures and view them as opportunities for growth instead. And number five, mindfulness, being present in the moment and aware of the world and its endless sources of inspiration around you. Now, I'm sure some of you are saying, but I'm not a creative person. I didn't do well in art. I'm a very logical person. I'm great at math. I call BS on that, though. Creativity is not just an inborn ability to those who pursue the arts or something exclusive to those pursuits. We all have an innate ability to create. It's part of what makes us human, and it's part of what makes us us. I believe that everybody has the potential to express themselves creatively, and that sometimes it just needs nurturing and development to come to fruition. Sure. Sure. Someone who went to a fine arts high school, grew up with artistic parents, etc., may have an easier time accessing that part of themselves, but with the proper stimulus, and as an aside, how's that for a psychology term? My resource message professor would be so proud of me for using that. We can all cultivate creativity. We'll talk more about that a bit later. Living creatively can make such a difference in your life satisfaction. Trust me, I know from experience When I was at my lowest, I had shut down that part of me, and I was just going through the motions of the drudgery of my daily life. I'd wake up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, zombie out in front of the television, go to sleep, and then rinse and repeat the next day, ad nauseum. Time seemed to be going by at an alarmingly increasing pace when I was living like that, too. A large part of my late 20s up until my mid-30s seemed like a blur looking back now because that's all I was doing. I was ignoring, hiding, and trying to shove down that creative part of my soul that made me feel truly alive, the part that made me truly feel like me, and the part that made me truly happy. Let that time period in my life be a cautionary tale for you to not follow that same path. Remember a bit ago when I said that we talk about how to cultivate creativity? Well, guess what? It's later, sooner than you probably expected. To ignite the spark of creativity in your daily life, Engaging in simple-to-do exercises can be immensely beneficial. For instance, brainstorming sessions where you freely jot down all the ideas that come to mind without judging them can lead to unexpected and innovative creative solutions. Don't even allow your mind to qualify things when you're brainstorming, saying which are good, which are bad, etc. Just let them all come out, regardless of how realistic or unrealistic they may seem. The goal at this point is to let your imagination take hold, because you never know what will come to you when you do this. I use brainstorming a lot as a way to engage with my clients and devise interventions to help them with the things that they're struggling with. Another powerful tool is mind mapping. This involves visually organizing your thoughts around a central concept, allowing for a more comprehensive and interconnected understanding of your ideas. To do this, sit down with a blank piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and write down your central idea or central concept in the middle of the piece of paper. From there, start drawing lines or branches that radiate outward from that central concept, each representing a subtopic or a sub theme, and writing those in smaller circles or smaller ovals. Once again, let your imagination flow here. Be open to any possibilities. You can narrow them down later, but now is the time to just let everything come out and flow freely. Additionally, Trying daily writing prompts can unleash creative thinking by encouraging you to explore new themes and new perspectives. You can find these online if you just search for daily writing prompt. And no, that doesn't mean you only use these if you're wanting to be a writer. This is just a way to get those creative juices flowing in your brain. You can also dip your toes into morning pages created by Julia Cameron in her highly acclaimed book, The Artist Way. This involves writing three pages of free associated thoughts every morning as soon as you wake up. The purpose of this activity is just to clear the clutter out of your head, and I've seen immense benefits by doing this in the past. These exercises, and many others, can be easily incorporated into your daily routine. They can transform the way that you perceive and approach challenges, and that can lead to a more creative and more enriched-feeling life. Let's fast-forward just a bit now. Let's say you've implemented these strategies and others that you found, and you've found yourself feeling more creative overall, but you find that it's hard to sustain that. You get a great idea, you start to pursue it, and it either fizzles out due to lack of momentum, or the spark of an idea is hard for you to expand upon into something bigger. So you ask yourself, now what? Expanding your creative output involves both broadening the scope of your work and enhancing its quality. For me, a strategy to help with this is setting aside dedicated time for creative pursuits every day, and treating this time as non-negotiable. Regular practice like this not only hones your skill but it also keeps the creative juices flowing. Contrary to popular mythology, most creative output isn't simply a lightning strikes moment, but it is that, followed by a lot of processing and hard work. Another useful approach to keep that flame fanned is to diversify your sources of inspiration. This could mean exploring different genres of creative works that you exposed yourself to, collaborating with others, or engaging in new experiences that challenge your usual way of thinking. Additionally, setting achievable, incremental goals can help in maintaining focus. If you set a small goal and attain it, that helps you build momentum to keep going and work towards your larger goals. As an aside, I have to mention that it's also crucial to foster a mindset that views feedback and setbacks as opportunities for growth rather than discouragements. In the words of Thomas Edison, or at least that's where I've always seen this quote attributed, I didn't fail, I just discovered a thousand ways that didn't work. Adopt that mindset and see how it opens up things for you. As the journey towards expressing my creativity and bringing it more into my life has unfolded, I've come across three main barriers that I've had to diligently work through to overcome, and I thought it might be helpful to share these with all of you. So here we go. The first barrier that I ran into early on was that of my own misconceptions and fears about whether or not I was really a creative person or just wishing that I was one. Early on in this journey, one of the most significant barriers to my creativity was the misconception that some people are inherently creative while other people are not. This type of binary thinking undermined the truth that creativity is a skill that can be cultivated and nurtured in anyone. As I said earlier, we all have an inherently creative side, some of us are just more attuned to it than others. Additionally, I grappled with the fear of not being creative enough comparing myself unfavorably to other people, and telling myself that I was just really good at copying other people's creative output, but not creating my own things. What I didn't realize with this is that that's how all creatives get started. We don't live in a vacuum, we're not raised in a vacuum, and we're an amalgamation of our influences and the input that we've had. It's important to recognize with this that creativity is highly personal and subjective. It's not about measuring up to others, but about expressing our own unique perspectives and ideas, which comes from absorbing a lot of ideas, perspectives, techniques, etc. from other people, and then turning them into something that's a unique combination just for ourselves. Secondly, once I got over those initial fears, the next barrier that I ran into was a lack of self-confidence in my creative abilities. Building this was a gradual process, and it involved giving myself permission to experiment and to make mistakes. Remember, every creative journey is filled with trial and error, and each misstep is a learning opportunity. Don't forget that Thomas Edison quote. As mentioned before, setting small, achievable creative goals can help with building this confidence. Additionally, I found that surrounding myself with supportive individuals who encouraged my creative endeavors also bolstered my confidence. Most importantly for me, and as I tell everyone that I work with, you need to celebrate your creative successes no matter how small they may seem. Acknowledging your achievements reinforces your creative identity, and it builds further confidence in your abilities to create. Finally, learning how to overcome creative blocks and how to maintain momentum on a project is number three on this list of barriers for me, and it can still be tricky depending on the season of life that I find myself in, how well I've been taking care of myself, etc. Creative blocks are a common challenge, but they can be overcome. How many people have heard of the infamous writer's block? There's a reason that such a stereotype and you hear about it's offense, because it happens. For me, one effective method has been changing my environment or my routine to stimulate new ideas and to overcome these creative blocks. This has included everything from taking a walk, rearranging my workspace, or even trying a new creative medium. I'm an abysmal painter and graphics artist, for example, but putting pencil to paper in the past has helped me break the block I've had on a piece of music that I've been working on. So changing it up can help. It accesses a different part of your brain. Engaging in activities unrelated to your creative work can also provide a good mental break, allowing subconscious ideas to surface. If you've ever noticed, a lot of your best ideas don't come when you're sitting down saying, I'm going to create. But they come when you're taking a walk, when you're outside, when you're in the shower. When your brain's not actively putting that pressure on you that I need to make something, ideas can freely flow out of you at that point. Additionally, as you've undoubtedly heard me preach about many times, unless this is the first episode of Diary of an Anxious Therapist that you've listened to, practicing mindfulness and meditation can help clear that mental clutter, making way for creativity to come out much easier. Some other ideas that will help bolster your creativity include regularly consuming art, literature, or music. I've found this can reignite my creative spark, even if I feel like I've hit a dolder myself. And to swing back to something I mentioned earlier, it's crucial to maintain momentum by setting aside regular time for creative activities, even if it's just a few minutes a day. This consistent practice keeps your creative muscles active, making it easier to bounce back from blocks and to continue producing work. As Stephen Pressfield put it once on a podcast that I heard, if you want to be a creative, you have to create. So show up repeatedly and do the work. Not every idea is going to be a winner, but they're all going to help you evolve and improve. If you're interested in further exploring this topic and fostering your creativity, here are some great resources that I'd highly recommend. A couple of the previously mentioned authors are excellent resources. Steven Pressfield's incredible book, The War of Art from 2002, That's been a godsend for me when it comes to learning to push through resistance and break through creative barriers. The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity, written by Julia Cameron and originally published in 1992. To this day, this book continues to inspire me. It bolsters my self-confidence and my ability to create, and it provides some very practical advice on how to do that. More recent book is Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon from 2012. This is a pretty quick read, it's easy to read, and I find myself referring back to it frequently when I need a boost in my motivation to create. Also, any podcast from 2023 that has Rick Rubin as a featured guest would also be highly recommended. If you're not familiar with him, Rick is one of the preeminent music producers of the past 40 years. He has discovered and worked with a multitude of artists ranging from Run DMC to Slipknot to The Chicks to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and countless other artists. He has a very refreshing spiritual yet grounded take on creativity. Additionally, if you do like to read or if you have an Audible subscription, his 2023 book, The Creative Act, it's required reading, in my opinion, for anyone wanting to express their creativity to live a more creative life or to even just find inspiration in what life can be all about. Additionally, I'm an avid podcast listener, so there are several podcasts that I routinely listen to in order to get my creative juices flowing. These include the Rich Roll podcast, Hanging Out with Audiophiles, or HAWA, H-O-W-A, and the Tape Op podcast, among many others. Swinging back to where we started today, I truly believe that we all have a creative inner spirit just waiting to be discovered. We just have to get out of our own ways, which can take redefining what creativity is as a starting point, then learning how to foster and maintain our creativity, how to overcome barriers to our creativity, which can include seeking out knowledge from those that have already treaded this path. I encourage each and every one of you listening today to nurture your creativity. That doesn't have to mean as drastic of a step as blowing up your life, quitting your job, and becoming the proverbial starving artist. While living a creative life can mean doing just that, it can also mean embracing that creative spark in your soul and learning to express it in ways that feel meaningful to you, regardless of whether you labor yourself as an artist or not. And don't be afraid of running out of ideas. That ultimately never happens from my experience. To quote Maya Angelou, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. So get out there, listen to your inner creative spirit, and start to create. The world needs that. People around you need that. And most of all, I truly believe your heart and soul need that because that's what you were born for. Take care, everyone. That's it for this week's episode. I hope that you found the information to be helpful, inspirational, and maybe even a bit entertaining. Remember to subscribe to the pod via your favorite podcasting platform and rate and leave a review for the podcast if you'd like. Five stars are always appreciated for that. Additionally, you can find me on social media via threads and Instagram at Benjamin France LPC, TikTok via Benjamin underscore France underscore LPC and via my website at BenjaminFrance.com. I wish you peace, love, and happiness in your life. Until next time, take care everyone.